Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your friend C.L. King just getting everything together for another time of motivation and impact right here from the glorious and majestic Ruth E. Plowden Legacy Chair. It is Monday night, and often on Monday nights, we do a couple of different things. One thing we do is we sometimes have an open mic Monday, and that can be interesting, where we allow other people to come on and be with us. (laughs) Hey, this is not episode 200 yet, Bettina, but we can celebrate anyway, sister. (laughs) We, We dragging it out. VP, love you, man. This is Impacting Life 24-7. For those of you that tune in live, this is an experience, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you that listen to the podcast, we want you to have the same edge of your seat experience, just like our live audience. And so that's why we do it with such a high level of vitality and tenacity and veracity veins popping out our neck because we want to make an impact on somebody if I got two hands from Christina Lee you know this got to be live y'all Christina Lee is my favorite youngest daughter and so we just are blessed to have everybody being a part of what we're doing tonight and I am here <laughs> that's okay Batita. I am here in the dynamic studios of Impact Your Life 24-7 I am your host ladies and gentlemen C.L. King and thank you so much for being with me and yeah we might even use that music for the night of the celebration because that's recorded by my friend my close friend And recording gospel artist, Jordan Brown. And so I wanted to do something here real quick. Let me just go over here to the big screen. So I don't have to be squinting at the little screen. And let's see if everything's going to work like I needed to. Oh, man, the Lord is in this, y'all. Y'all see this? The Lord is definitely in this. So in this y'all okay so now all i gotta do is just make the mute go away there we go bam now i can see everything hear everything yes better late than never episode 200 is only ladies and gentlemen two episodes away we're two episodes away from the the apex the zenith of all that we do at impacting life 24 7 but tonight's show is not necessarily a show it's a a platform that we use so i said we do two things on mondays the first is we open the mics up and let people talk the second thing we do is we give motivational addresses i am known ladies and gentlemen worldwide as the impact motivator and what you see those of you who can see us live we do this for our live audience what you see here behind me is our logo. This is our logo, Impacting Life 24-7. And one of the things that we set out to do every day is just impact one person. What we set out to do 
every single day is to impact one person. If it's just one, we we don't get hung up in those metrics, ladies and gentlemen. We don't get hung up in, well, did we reach 10,000? Did, did 5,000 folks like our TikTok video? Man, we, we don't get hung up with that. We realize that with every sunrise, it's like uh, they call it a gift because it's the present. And that's the way we operate. That's the way Greg and I have operated, ladies and gentlemen, from our fledgling beginnings uh, sitting across the table from one another at Golden Corral. And so I absolutely love what I do, and I love the people who do it with me. And so tonight... I wanted to, I'm asking for you to share this, okay? I don't ask that a lot because I figure who's going to see what I do or what we do, they'll just, that's who's supposed to see it. I don't, I don't, I don't over ask for shares, but I'm asking for you to share this message tonight because oftentimes as the impact motivator and my, my favorite middle daughter has commented and that's mariah so i got my favorite youngest daughter on here i got my favorite middle daughter on here so i'm just i'm just tickled to death to have a little family reunion joining me in the virtual airwaves of impacting life 24 7 and of course greg smith the vp the executive director keeping things together he and i are getting ready for a massive road trip where we'll be uh sitting in a stadium with thousands of other people uh cheering on his uh tearing on his Carolina Panthers. I'm actually a Panthers fan too, since I've been here in North Carolina almost 30 years. So I'm asking for you to share this message tonight because oftentimes when I have to give an address, it is a, an address of warning. It's almost like I am the proverbial John the Baptist of podcasters or motivational speakers, which I am not a motivational speaker. I'm an impact motivator who just happens to speak. And some, a lot of times it is a, a voice of warning, almost crying in the wilderness to young people and students and community leaders and moms and dads. You can go back and look over the years the amount of speeches that Greg and I have been blessed to give to over 400,000 people collectively on all of our platforms. Many times it's a message of warning. Many times it's a message of a call to action. Many times it's saying, listen, whatever you do, don't drop your hammer. Many times it's, it's where are the flag raisers? Many times it's the lure of the arch. Many times it's, it's, a, it's a message of wake up. And tonight is just slightly different. I don't have necessarily a message of warning, but I do have for you, ladies and gentlemen, a message of hope. I believe that there is a premium of hopelessness in our world. I believe that there are people who set out on a course and their circumstances encased them 
and they seen no possibilities. Y'all know this is going to be good because I ain't got a single note in my hand. <laughs> That's what the boy be getting it. There are people in this world, ladies and gentlemen, who will be listening to this broadcast and watching this message who have been enshrined in the impossible. They wake up and they feel like every move or every step they take is a step deeper and deeper into the abyss of impossible. You know anybody like that? Have you ever been like that? You ever felt like every step you took forward, you went deeper into the cavernous, labyrinth tunnel of impossible? Do you, do you feel that? Do you know someone like that? Perhaps you are that one listening to the impact motivator tonight, C.L. King. Maybe your hope has been extinguished by the stalactites and the stalagmites in this place that you find yourself deeper and deeper and you don't know how you got there. Or perhaps you know how you got there but you don't know how to get out. I have had people join me in these worldwide virtual studios who said, man, I just tried crack cocaine one time and fell in love with it. I have had people join me on this glorious platform that the Lord has been so gracious to bless us with. And said, man, I didn't realize that this one action I took, stealing a 1990 Blue Buick LeSabre, would have me thrown behind bars and my life thrust into the penal system. Some people, they, they travel down a road, ladies and gentlemen, and they don't know how to get out of it. There will be people that you will share this with. There will be people that will listen to this who are like that. Many times, ladies and gentlemen, C.L. King has a message of warning, has a message of alarm, has a message to try to shake you by the nap of your neck and say, wake up. But I want to speak to those people who are awake. I want to speak to those young people who have traveled down the cave of impossibility. You look around at your circumstances and you don't know how to get out of it. Greg, my best friend and vice president of our company and executive producer of this show, has people that he encounters in the other areas of his work and ministry that get themselves into situations that ultimately cost them everything. They may very well knew, know the opening. They may understand the opening of how they got in. They may, have, they may remember the door that they walked through. 
But after the journey and after the decisions and after the elements begin to manifest in their natural environment, you'll find that a person will turn around and look and realize that they've gone too far. That they've gone too far. And they don't know how to get out of it. I am amazed by life, ladies and gentlemen. As a professional speaker, I make it my business to look at life. I have to look at life because I don't want to be speaking to people about pie in the sky fairy tale stuff. It is my passion to speak to people about where they're living. There were a group, a cadre of kids that rode their bikes to explore some local caves. They were from the wild boars soccer team in Thailand. And this is something that was common that they had done in times past where they found themselves off the beaten path and pursuing curiosity and exploration. Amazing. These 12 kids on this soccer team and their coach were going down to look in this cave in northern Thailand where they had, in times past, explored. And doing so, they found themselves going deeper and deeper into the cavernous halls of this cave. Exploration can capture us It can make us feel compelled and magnetized to what is unseen and what is unknown. Exploration is powerful. I've been talking to one of our staff members this week, my good friend Danny, just just bouncing thoughts off of each other. Like what is out there past the, the, the grips of the gravitational pull of earth? What is beyond here? And when can we get there? Exploration can pull you. It's, it's magnetizing you. You got to, you want to know more, the further you go, the deeper you want to go. These 12 boys, ladies and gentlemen, and their coach, found themselves traveling down in this cave in northern Thailand. Magnetized by the stalactites and amazed by the stalagmites and the the water running and the sounds and the coolness of the cave and the and the smells and the echoes. It was magnetizing compelled them similar to the lure of the arch they went deeper into this cave 
And as they went, ladies and gentlemen, here's where they found themselves in an issue. It started raining. Monsoon season was right on the horizon. And the rain was just a prelude to things that was going to get pretty, pretty bad for these folks. So the, the cave, ladies and gentlemen, had various access points for water. And as these young, these young wild boar soccer team players, aging from 11 to 16 years old, as they traveled down with their 25-year-old coach, they did not realize that the rain outside was going to impede their return. See, they knew how they got there. They crawled into the access point of the cave and they were, they were drawn again to the possibilities of exploration. And here we are today celebrating or acknowledging or taking a pause for the explorers that discovered America. Or maybe not, we don't know. I wasn't there. Whoever discovered it, thank y'all for doing it. <laughs> but as they went further down, the rain began to fall, ladies and gentlemen. And just imagine hearing the sounds of the rain. It just kind of, it kind of soothed them. It was melancholy. And, and they didn't realize, though, that the deeper they went and the more consistent the rain, their return was made impossible. And as they turned around to try to get themselves out of the cave, the same pathway that they traveled to get in was now submerged underwater. And none of them knew how to swim. None of them. They were inexperienced cave folks just going as novice explorers. And their 25-year-old coach couldn't even swim. And they traveled down just with the innocence of exploration. And when they went back, the elements around them changed their entire lives. They started in the cave, ladies and gentlemen, on June the 23rd. And as they looked for a way out, Traveling back, waist deep, chest deep, neck deep, they realized that they were in a predicament that they could not get out of. The coach realized that there was no way that he could get these 11 or 12 young men back the same way they came in. And as the water began to rise, it pushed them deeper into the cave. Let me just ask you, young person, have you ever gotten yourself and put yourself into a situation that started out as innocent? It started out as harmless and it pushed you deeper because you didn't realize that there were some nuances associated with it. There were some dangers that maybe you didn't pay attention to. Young adults out there, we have a tendency to <clears throat> not realize the elements and take into account what could possibly happen. 
So what was a journey of a innocent exploration, it turned into a exit of impossibility. There was no way they could get out. And as the water rose, they sat there day one and nobody could come get them. Day two, the water continued to rise and drive them deeper. Day three, now you start thinking, whoa, what has happened? This was just, their bikes are sitting outside the mouth of the cave. Tonight's message, ladies and gentlemen, is the cave of possibilities. Their bikes are sitting outside the mouth of the cave. And their parents and loved ones and local officials are in a frantic search to try to find a way to help these kids and this coach. Sometimes we travel down journeys, y'all, that we find a way in, but there seems to be no way out. Drugs is like that. Alcohol is like that. Sexual immorality is like that. Gang membership is like that. Crime, robbing, and stealing is like that. You find a way in. There is an entry point that seems like, okay, I can do this. And then elements that we didn't realize, we did not take into account, began to drive us deeper than we ever planned to go. And as these young men were down here day three, day four, and, and people began to, to wonder, okay, we're, we're starting to do the math. We're starting to calculate how long can a human being truly live without water? They say three days without water, if, and, and you might can get seven if, you, if you're totally still. You got to think these young men did not go down in the cave with a bunch of equipment. They didn't go down with a bunch of water bottles and, and rations and foods and, and all these other things to, to make sure that they were taking care of health provisions. They didn't go. They didn't. They went down there for a simple tour, an explore, explorative tour just to see what was in the cave. And their journey to 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 get out, to extract themselves out became impossible. 11 or 12 young men and a coach trapped in the cave. This group was trapped for nearly three weeks, y'all. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't one day, it wasn't three days, it wasn't seven days. They were trapped for nearly three weeks. Aging, I mean, ranging in age from 11 to 16 years old. And here's what I, I tapped into after studying this for the past couple months is that they realized that they were their only hope of survival. That those 12 young men plus their coach were the only source and way they could survive. See, this rescue effort to get these young men out of this cave 
It, it was it was tumultuous. It was difficult times. But more than 20 countries came together to share in the ideas to get these 12 boys and their coach out of there. 90 divers participated to, to help in the rescue. And 50 of these divers was from different countries. The divers, ladies and gentlemen, were among the best in the world. And when they finally found them, when they finally discovered the young men, see, because everyone after, after day seven, I believe they found them on day eight or nine, everyone had determined that they were going to find dead bodies. They had brought in some itinerant di- uh, mountain folks who initially was, was trying to go into the mountain, into the cave, and realized that, man, we're not qualified. So they brought in the, the, the Thailand Navy SEALs, the equivalent to our U.S. Navy SEALs. And, they, you know, they're frogmen, so they understand underwater. But even they, they, they going down there, recognized that this was, this was unlike any type of rescue we had ever done before. And even the Navy SEALs found themselves ill-prepared to go down in this cave and rescue these young men. It brought 90 divers from all around the world to this place. 10,000 people, volunteers, medical workers, engineers, said we have got to get these people out. And when they made contact with them after the first week, that was a time of celebration. When the words got transferred back up to the top, to the opening of the cave where they had now made a headquarters where there was a garrison of thousands of people planning and strategizing how to get these 12 boys and their coach out. The news got back that, hey, we found them. And guess what? Every last one of them is alive. They said, man, that's amazing. Man, that's awesome. But guess what? It also has been raining for eight days. It also is right on the heels of monsoon season. How are we going to get them out? Because we had to dive to get to them. And the diver said, ladies and gentlemen, that it was so pitch black that you could hold your hand up to your face mask and not see your hand. The, 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 the walls were narrow, some as only as high as two feet high. And it was, it was crevaceous and there was difficulties and, and depths and heights and, and curvatures where people of, of, of novice experience could not just roll through there and say, okay, we're getting about it, this joint. Mm-mm. It was flooded, and it was a mission that seemed impossible. The word got back, yes, we found them, but now how do we get them out? And furthermore, time is not on our side. So they began to come up, and like I said, 10,000 people from all across the country and around the world coming to this place in Thailand, coming to this cave of possibilities that they were there strategizing. Okay, so let's see what's happening. Let's take a look at what's going on. We've got these young men deep into this cave. We've got rain coming in from multiple points. Let's set up some pumps to start 
pumping out the water. And so they pumped out, they, they, they began to pump out the water to the tune of 48 Olympic-sized swimming pools a day to pump out the water just to keep it on par. And so they said, well, we're pumping the water, but we got to find something else to do because that's not working fast enough. It's, it's not helping. The rain is starting to win. Nature and mother nature seems to always win, doesn't she? They said, well, let's get a drill and let's get a tap and let's 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 bore our way down. Maybe we can find an access point and drill down and hoist these young men out. <clears throat> but that would have taken 30 to 45 additional days. They didn't have that. And they said, well, it's raining. The monsoon season is just, we're right on the heels of it. Why don't we try this? Maybe what we could do is just wait and let the season pass. And they said, if we waited, that would be three to four months of the monsoon season. And this great celebration that we had for these kids being alive and their coach will now be squandered away because we couldn't get them out. And they looked and they were engineering. So they, they began to divert the water <clears throat> that was coming into the, into the cave. They, they were pumping it out and then they diverted it. So they were trying every measure to, to, to find a way to reverse the course of what happened. This was a cave full of impossible. It wasn't possible to get them out boring a hole down. It wasn't possible for them to wait another three to four months to let monsoon season pass. It wasn't possible to get enough provisions to them that would sustain them on, on this inner part of, of the cave, the belly of the cave. It wasn't possible for them to wait. It wasn't possible for them to find another route. It wasn't possible to get the water out fast enough. It wasn't possible to divert it. It was an impossible situation. But yet, I'm telling you tonight, there was a cave of possibilities staring them in the face. Woohoo! And it was those 12 young men. The governor of Thailand held a news conference and said, we've put all of our brains together and we realize that there is only one option for these young men. <clears throat> We're talking about pushing three weeks, getting these kids out of there, right? The, the governor says, listen, we've talked. We've talked to the SEALs. We've talked to the divers. They brought in the, the top three divers, cave divers in the world to help with this extraction. And they said, really? There's only one way out. And that's the same way they came in. There's only one way out. And that's the same way they came in. But now think about it, ladies and gentlemen, you find yourself in situations and you're like, I don't have no, I don't have no idea how I get, how I get out of this. It seems virtually impossible for me to get out of this. People have made mistakes and done situations and gotten themselves in trouble and they feel like there's no way out. There's, there's no exit strategy. You can't go up. You can't go down. The cave that you came through, the, the, the corridors that you came through are flooded. What do you do? 
it very, very well seems impossible. And I'm talking to some young people right now who feel like there are backdrops of impossibilities all around you. You've been pushed further than you planned to go. You went deeper than you really anticipated. The elements around you have you looking like you don't know what to do next. The governor of Thailand said, time is of the essence. Though we're pumping out this amount of water, though we're diverting it, the diversions that they were using were working to some degree, but then the pumps broke. And so the water begins to rise again. And the governor says, we've got to get them out the way they came in. Now look at the scenario. 12 young men ranging from ages 12 to 16 who had couldn't swim, had no diving experience, didn't know how they were going to get under the water, out the water, and back to safety. And so they said, the only way that we can do this is we're going to have to give them, we're going to have to utilize what we have. See, sometimes, you know, we are always trying to find, can we divert the water? Can we drill a hole? Can we pump it out? And sometimes you've got to use what you have. What you have is the possibility. See, because guess what? If these young men and their coach survived in pitch blackness down in the cave for eight days before they were discovered, they said, you know what? These are some tenacious people. The coach, how did he help those young men stay focused? And how did he help those young men not lose it? Because the coach encouraged these young men to meditate and think about something other than their current situations. He encouraged them to meditate and think about the possibilities that lied on the other side of that cave. Think about the possibilities of when they get to their next soccer practice. Think about the, see, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you get your mind so wrapped up in the current situation that you forget about you're full of possibilities. I want to look in the camera and tell that young person that will listen to this or watch this that you are still full of impossibilities even though it seems like everything around you is flooded. It seems like the, the, the pumps have broken. It seems like nobody can drill down to get you. I want you to know that every other second represents the possibilities that lies within you when you inhale and when you exhale that's possibilities and did you guys realize that though this cave situation in thailand looked impossible this actually was a cave full of possibilities there were 12 possibilities and a coach 13 There were 13 possibilities of survival. There were 13 possibilities of redemption. There were 13 possibilities of you can make it. Now, listen, as an impact motivator, sometimes I'll say this to folks, man, no matter the adversity, you still can make it. And you looking back at the cave 
exit route and it's 25 feet of water and you can't get out. And you're like, yeah, King, yeah, we hear you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. that may have worked for you, but look at, look at what I'm facing, brother. And so they got a plan together and said, we're going to sedate these children because they can't swim and they certainly don't know nothing about diving. And the, the five-mile round-trip extraction will cause panic. We cannot have them panic and kill their rescuer as well. We cannot have them panic because their circumstances seem bleak. We now recognize that because these people found it within themselves to survive eight or nine days in a cave with no light, to survive eight or nine days in a cave with no substance, we now look at them as the very possibility for how they can get out. The possibility is them. It's not the water pump. It's not the diversion. It's not drilling down to them. It's not our Navy SEALs. It's not 90 divers from around the world. The possibility is them. Young person, the possibility, though maybe you have seen a lot of heartache and, and letdown. Maybe you have experienced failure. Maybe you've been brokenhearted. I want you to understand the possibility is not in the external surroundings. The possibility is you. It took 11 hours per kid to get them out 11 hours per kid to get them out they sedated them they put on full masks and they attached them to a diver and they had stations throughout the journey where they would pass the kid off they said don't drop the possibilities this is a possibility. We've got to make it to the opening. They've been through too much. They've experienced too much heartache. There's too, there is entirely too much greatness still residing in that soul. Don't drop that possibility right there. And I know some of you, I want you guys that, that tune into this to share this with a young person, share this with a mom or dad. I know that sometimes people, we, us, have a tendency to turn our back on folks who have failed. We have a tendency to turn our nose up at people who have fallen short. We have a tendency to look the other way when somebody's struggling. That's impossible. They'll never, they'll never get out of that. 
Shouldn't have went down in the cave. You know, I even, as you know me, C.L. King, the Marine, the no-nonsense, the I don't play no games, I don't want to hear your little excuses. I even found myself while I was preparing this message saying, well, clowns, what y'all doing down in the first place? I'm, I'm asking, coach, what you take them down there for during the monsoon season? All of that was irrelevant. After nine days and they survived? After first contact? It's like, oh, this is, this is a cave full of possibilities. I know it's a five-mile journey round trip. I know none of y'all can swim. <laughs> I know ain't a single one of y'all ever donned scuba gear. But all of you are a cave of possibilities. Those of you listening and watching me tonight, I want you to understand that you are the possibility. That's why we ain't giving up on you. Society may give up on you, but Impacting Life 24-7 ain't giving up on you. Your youth, your youth pastor in your church ain't giving up on you. Your teacher's not giving up on you. You know why? Because they've been handed a possibility. 11 hours per kid, y'all. 11 hours per child. Plus the coach it took to get them out. They had to take them out one by one. Spacing the time because they had to in, do intervals to pass these children off. Remember, they were sedated. Unbelievable. The possibilities that came out of a cave. And I want to close by telling you this. <clears throat> I don't do this often. Probably don't do it often enough. But some time ago, long before any of us was here, there was a man that walked the earth doing good and healing the sick, opening blinded eyes. There was a man that traveled down roads where people rejected him. And he still continued to write in the sand for those caught in illicit activities. He was placed on a rugged and cruel beam and put into a cave of sorts. And that cave was a cave of possibilities. And he went in that cave for the possibilities that lied on the outside. Jesus went in the cave and made it a cave of possibilities for all of humanity that would be born. See, when he came out, he said, I did this and made this a cave, not of death, I made this a cave, not a failure. I made this a cave, not of excuses. I made this a cave of possibilities.
And no matter how much you've been rejected and no matter how much you have failed, no matter how much you have fallen short, you are still in God's eye, a possibility. And what he did for you, he did it because he knew there was a possibility that you would listen to this message today. He knew that there was a possibility that somebody would come down and say, man, I know the water's deep. I know the water's high. I know you got yourself into this. But there was somebody who died for you on Calvary and went into a cave of possibilities. And you're that one. Share this with someone tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I hope this has touched someone, and I hope that it will touch someone. Again, Impacting Life 24-7 is an international podcast heard in 42 states, 28 countries, 27 platforms around the world. And we're broadcasting live Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. Tomorrow night, we will be blessed to have Pastor Lewis and Tina Canton on our show. They are my very first pastors back when I was a foster kid. And it's going to be an amazing interview. You're going to be blessed to hear what amazing work they've done throughout Northeastern Ohio and around the world. I'm a part of the work that they've done. And they built an amazing multi-campus church, thousands of people there. And they're just um, they're just wonderful people. They they are really the reason why I even got an understanding of church early on as a kid. And so tune in tomorrow night at what time? 8.30, 8.30 p.m. Don't miss it. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. God bless you. We thank you so much for tuning in. And if you'd like to connect with what we're doing here at Impacting Life 24-7, it's real simple. Just go to clkingspeaker.com and you can connect. You can get merchandise. You can become a sponsor. We love to have you as a sponsor and you can just keep up with what we're doing. And so with that, remember, no matter how deep the cave is, there's always a cave of possibilities. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a good night.